0: To the Dugout Podcast. My name's Ian. I'm Oran, and you can find us on Twitter and on Facebook. And today we're doing a Heroes and Villains podcast. So Orn's going to start us off with his hero, and let's oh, hear what he has. Got to
1: be Jerry Gilroy. I was listening to the uh, interview he did uh, with Lance Armstrong, and uh, it's funny because it, it was sort of car crash uh, stuff. In that I don't know if you, if you were listening to it in that you sort of win- I was only wincing at some of the questions because like as you, there was pauses for like five, ten seconds. Sure, one stage Armstrong goes, he's still there. Yeah. Um, because I think you could you could you could sense Jarrett was just he was nearly in disbelief himself at some of the answers and some of the techniques he used to try and avoid answering the yeah. questions.
0: Like to be honest with you, I think Armstrong has proven himself to be a bollocks over the last whatever <laughs> amount of years. Um, and he was obviously trying to use uncomfortable silences to Get get right and move. I, I
1: actually I actually recognise some of the techniques that my five year old child uses when I catch him out, because he particularly hates when I catch him out. And I could, it, it, I'm not joking you I could I could hear some of the techniques that uh, Armstrong was using, particularly deflecting and attacking. You're you know, you're an amateur, that sort of stuff. And he was only simply asked him, have you ever used sort of machines on your bikes? And straight away, instead of answering the question, he goes, you're an amateur, what's, what's, what, how, you know, how dare you ask me a question? Yeah. You, like, know, a, a, you know, a prominent cheater in the sport, That would I do that?
0: Yeah, like, listen, Honestly, yeah, he's got previous from cheating. Um, but he just came, he came across to me as the kind of fellow who still doesn't care what he, that he, what he did. Like, it doesn't bother him, like, that he ruined people's lives to get what he wanted. Like, none of this, he, he doesn't seem to care about any of it, like, and he still came across it like no matter what kind of stuff he tells you, like or you might read in the media, or you might read in like print interviews. When you listen to him, there you could tell that he was like he just didn't care about it. Like going oh, calling him calling Jerry Kilroy Superman at on one stage. Like yeah, why are you being so smart? Like you're the one who's who's like being in the wrong here. Like he's merely asking you the questions, and that mechanical doping thing that he asked about with having the engine in his bike. like It's a valid question when you've cheated for as long and as like, as, like in-depth as what he did. Like, I, listen, Lance yeah, I'm sorry.
1: No, there, there, but there were several times, I, I could see what chair was getting at, could you not just come clean on everything? Um, and he kept referring back to, oh, well, when the authorities ask me, I do this, do that, do this. And it sort of gets the, well, it gave me the feeling um, that it's sort of the system still protecting itself to a degree. I'm not going to be the one to expose it. I'm not going to drop myself in any more trouble. But what he's, in his mind, he's thinking, oh, I've done everything that's asked of me. And what Jerry was trying to say, why not go beyond that and try and put the sport first, perhaps? Yeah,
0: like, the, the reason I'd argue with you about Jerry Gilroy being a hero is that he didn't actually get anything new out of Armstrong. Like, but did anybody
1: expect that?
0: No. And I don't think he would have. He could have been there for Nine months, and I don't think he would have. Gotten yeah, but, but
1: yeah, but it just. Of, it, but, it, but, it, but it did reinforce the fact that he's a bit of an asshole,
0: right? And also
1: the fact that he's coming over here to do a talk. If you were listening to that,
0: you know anyone that's going to go to it. Have you seen the prices for it? I haven't actually. Like, it's 175 to 950 euro. Oh, if I was going to that, I'd bring me eggs. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if
1: yeah, if you're going to that, okay, fair play to you. Uh, yeah, you
0: should be allowed you, know, the uh,
1: you know yeah exactly um, but surely at least it's sort of uh, you'd hope it would set the tone
0: yeah like uh, you're probably going to get exactly the same stuff that you got in that interview when Lance Armstrong gets on stage there's no way in hell I'd be paying anywhere I wouldn't even I don't think I'd even pay a fiver to go and see him
1: except instead of hanging up he'll drop the mic and go there you go bitches <laughs> just walk <laughs> off
0: yeah, like, I, you you wouldn't be surprised, like, if somebody asked him the wrong question, like, but, yeah, listen, to be honest with you, I have to give you that one, so, uh, we'll move on, fair play, good start to you. Um, my hero is Paul Kimmich, which is kind of ties in with Jerry Gilroy, I suppose, sort of, and then he's one of the people who exposed Lance Armstrong as a cheat, um, I suppose my main reason for him being a hero is that he sticks to his principles He never, he's never wavered from his principles and it's cost him it's cost him his job, it cost him his friendship with David Walsh who probably well I don't know if he regrets it now considering all the TUE um, stories coming out regarding Team Sky and like, legal cheating I suppose is one way of describing it but Paul Kimmage has always stuck to his guns, and I remember reading an article about how he about that he interviewed a former French rugby player who was speaking about drugs within rugby in France and how they how they are very very prevalent. And obviously, this week the TUE kind of story broke regarding Dan Carter and Joe Rokocoko and Imhoff as well. Um, I saw a tweet actually from Gordon Darcy, and it was basically. Sort of rubbishing what um, Kimmich had Kimmage retweeted the story he'd written two years ago or a year ago, and Gordon Darcy was basically rubbishing it. And Kimmage just went back to him, Yeah, Gordon, like I'm part of the problem. Like, and it's just a typical, like Darcy's response was typical, like, uh, Well, like still one of the lads, you know, don't want to talk about anything, just like rubbishing what Kimmage was saying. Whereas, listen, the chap has history of being right, so why? And the way that rugby is gone these days, especially with the size of the players, that like it wouldn't be uncommon for people to be using drugs. Like they're monsters compared to what they used to be. Like it's not; it can't all be just down to being natural. Like, and I've heard, I have heard rumours, and I don't want to talk about them here because you kind of open yourself up then to all sorts of stuff. But um, listen, I think Kimage, like he might be grumpy, he might be bristly, but. At least he sticks to his principles.
1: But there's a common theme here in, in, in the hero, certainly for this week, in, in that we're talking about broadcasters or people in the media mm-hmm. who are at least trying to unearth the truth, and they're up against institutions, individuals in those institutions, particularly high-powered, high, you know, high, high, highly regarded sports people who are trying to sort of beat them down. You know, and, and it just, but it's endemic in yeah. most sports, to be honest. Yeah,
0: like. <laughs> I like, if it's not doping, like, you're looking at the Olympics and the IOC, like, and, you know, the tickets things, like, FIFA, this, like, all of them, like, take, make them, a fortune out of it.
1: Yeah, you could go so many different ways. Sure, Even if you go to a Premier League game, the amount of times I've gone to games at Old Rafford and there's trouble at the ground and you're waiting to see the match, they, they keep it hush-hush. It's sort of yeah. like, they have these secrets in, in pretty much any sport that... They will just not allow be, make public, um, and and they sort of keep under wraps. And like you're saying, it's it's kind of sad that we're relying on news reporters, you know, yeah. to sort of expose and it. A, and a lot of
0: them don't do it. Like there's a very few of them who actually are willing to put like their livelihood on the line to to get to the bottom of the story. And that's why listening, to, Kim is just like I love listening to him, and I love reading his books like he wrote some fantastic books and I'd recommend anyone to read them I wish I read <laughs> If you wish you could read and <laughs> maybe read to me <laughs> don't start um, and it's just like yeah it's he's my hero for the week so am I getting it is that fair enough yeah no that's yeah. fair enough
1: in all fairness
0: Brand right onto your villain of the week
1: well I, I was dying to pick the English golfers um, because it seemed to be pushing that pro Brexit uh, you know agenda that the British public seemed to have where they just want to ruin Europe um, but I felt they, uh, gave it, they gave it a good go in they of. did didn't they but I okay. felt like this oh, I actually thought this could have been a hero or a villain was Mr. Sam Allardyce depending on, on how you look at it he's a,
0: a hero no way he's a,
1: well, he's a hero to some people in Ireland I'd imagine but like he nice. like <laughs> stupidity I suppose we're all you know guilty of stupidity at some stage but really and truly I mean I don't know I just can't get my head around why you do that I really don't like he gets the job of his dreams you know the way it'd be I don't know it's it's, it's just crazy I, I don't even like, know how to like, put the words how stupid that was what he did. is
0: he a villain or is he the norm in England, like, is he just oh, is he is he representative
1: of what they're all like? or I mean, yeah. is he just stung, he just happens to be the unfortunate else. Yeah, so,
0: stung. so like, has he done anything that everyone else isn't doing?
1: Well, he said, Why wouldn't you know, yeah, was well, that yeah, as, listen, you know that's just, that's like, he just. Was a safety spot. He, he well, he was, you know, what he was unlucky about. He was unlucky because the English FA are always trying to make themselves out to be this cl- whiter than white bastions of football, trying to sort of like you know, you sort of think like you know, they're. They're like one of these, you know, uh, old medieval, you know, what do you call them things? Knights, you yeah. know, trying to defend the honor of the sport. And um, so when you're when you're saying when you're shouting from the hill saying, "Oh look, we do everything right. We 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 have got these specific principles and morals and ethics that we will not, you know, we will we, we will not sell them down the river for you know for for, for other things." And then you've got, your, you've got your manager. He wasn't even a couple of days in the job when he did
0: that. 60, oh, I no, know No, he that. was
1: only a couple of... He literally, I think he pretty much the ink was barely dry in his contract. And he was off there trying to flog all sorts of bits and bobs and information and <laughs> to conglomerate. And do you know what? What did he not even think for a second? Actually, this seems a bit funny. Yeah. You know? And he's offering up information on how to get around the regulations of his employer.
0: Yeah, like... It's it, it's actually beyond stupid. But
1: this actually reminds yeah. me. Another thing. This actually makes me. Think, you know, stupid people can get into really high power positions. Stupid people can actually make a lot of money. This, this is one of my I always have with a friend of mine. Well, I
0: always thought there were not higher and other lives in the first yeah. place. Like, yeah, but
1: people think power and position equates to intelligence. Sometimes it does not. Like, There's no. no. No, that's ridiculous. No. It's a ridiculous thing.
0: Like if you, like, there are certain. There are definitely certain. There are definitely names out there. Of managers in the Premier League now, we don't want to talk mention the names, but like some of them have retired now. Um, used to manage a good few clubs, nearly put one of them in, into ruin. I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, and like these managers, like are notorious, I'd say, for having to like for having so many. M- money movements being made in order for a transfer to go through with yeah. their clubs. And I don't think... And I think Sam Allardyce was kind of in that bracket. So when the FA hired him, they must have... Like, they should have known that yeah. there was a chance that, that at some stage or later... And then obviously they didn't think 67 days, but...
1: But look, you know, the funny thing is, it's it's like the... I, I call it the Arthur Daly economics. Like, if anyone who watched mine are out there, show me age. But it's funny because... Terry Venables was the last manager, right, to uh, to really galvanise the English and actually get the most out of the squad that he had yeah. in '96. And there was questions about his <laughs> financial practices back then. That's why he lost the job, actually. And the manager you're actually mentioning, coupled with Sam Allardyce, do actually come across as the cultural manager that fits. England yeah. oddly think, enough it, way,
0: they're like an old school manager. Yeah, that actually fits them
1: perfectly yeah. and but it doesn't fit the whiter than white Image chiefs yeah, the that the FA going for it's funny it's sort of a contradiction
0: yeah like I'm going to give it to you because it's your first time uh, doing okay. the heroes and villains Very generous but like as we've spoken that there are other people out there who do it and I'd say there's probably a lot more than people realise um, but yeah I'll give that one to you Anyway, yeah. onto on to my villain, um, Mr. Black Card himself, Eugene McGee, who, uh, when Jim McGuinness questioned, well, basically said that the black card wasn't working, Eugene McGee's response was, But how good is he? He only won, why didn't he win two All Ireland? Like, it's the most petty response I've heard since, in, in years, like, especially from somebody who'd be classed as like, like knowledgeable in the GAA, I wouldn't think of myself, but that's what a lot of other people would think that he's very knowledgeable in the GAA. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think Eugene McGee. Well, I was harsh, it.
1: like in all fairness. I mean, it, but it, you know, it was kind of similar to the way Armstrong sort of tried to brush aside any sort of uh, insinuation in questions. And um, you don't. I'm saying, if you want to have a rational discussion with someone, you don't brush them aside by insulting them. You actually yeah. give a rational objective point and even if you think they're insulting you what you think i'm just saying this is my sort of guidelines on how to argue a point is that you at least try and take the higher ground and come across as, as remotely you know subtle and, like, all and all humble all he has
0: to say is everyone's entitled to their opinion and maybe we could sit down and discuss it like one day but like that's all what he has to say and leave it at that he goes listen in my opinion it does work obviously james entitled to his opinion that's legal. Maybe we'll did, sit down and discuss it. But, but the
1: question I'd have him as well is: Did he not expect that? Did he not expect some sort of criticism? I mean, surely you know, particularly the way the season's been going, he would have. You know, way you'd be sitting there, and you go, Oh well, I have something in mind.
0: At least something sort of a little bit sort of clever." But yeah, yeah.
1: that wasn't clever at all. it's all,
0: it's, it's like a Sam Allardyce answer. <laughs>
1: it is it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a,
0: like it's uh, yeah. It was just it was the last thing I expected from him. Anyway, yeah. Listen, um. Like I was disappointed. Um, I think the two matches over the All Ireland final pr- pretty much showed that the black card doesn't work. Not, at least not as it's supposed to work. Yeah. Um, some ridiculous decisions.
1: And there's been some great actually uh, suggestions of what what would be a good alternative. The Simbin, I'm not completely sold on. I did like I heard one of the ones about where the referee can take the ball forty fifty yards. Pretty much make it it's it's a guaranteed point sort of situation. I like that. And um, the idea is that you're not. You know, you're not getting players. You know, completely out of the game when they're in an all ireland final for a particular incident, like the black card has been doing, has been get, has been ruining players' finals. Yeah,
0: like I think if that would if if you brought in that rule, it would kind of put the onus back on the manager. If right, my players after doing this three times and were and it's after costing us three points, do I, I can't afford to leave him on the pitch, but then you have players milking it and all of a sudden something happens down around, like, around 45, and somebody takes a bit of a dive or milks a tackle, and all of a sudden the ball has to be moved up. Like
1: You're going to have that anyway. I mean, the thing is, because I, you know, you know, not to contradict myself, but I was thinking, can you imagine an iron final, right? And somebody, as you said, milks, it goes down real soft free, and it's, it's sort of like, you know, 20, 30 yards out, tap over. And the replays show, as you say, it was... But I suppose it's a, like you're always going to have a negative. You know, it could be the same thing with a red card, with a penalty. With, you know, in a way, you're always going to have incidents yeah. where you're like, going to go, there's nothing perfect about yeah, it. But right. I think it's better than... Put it this way. If you're weighing it up simply about a player at least being able to stay on the pitch versus a player who's worked all year, so um, you know, played an important role in getting your team to the final, and he does something silly like trips up a player or pulls them back in the heat of the moment. I mean... I just think a point losing a point is better than losing a player.
0: Yeah, I I'd be a fan of the Simbin. No, I think listen, when they brought it in the last time, managers just whinged about it enough and they got rid of it, which is like managers shouldn't be running the game. They're the last people who aren't running the game. They're always gonna be like on the side of their own team or so I think there has to be like other people from the outside looking in and deciding how you go with it i see it like in other sports and, and rugby and stuff in, in ladies football it works um but
1: do you need yeah. a whinging um, yeah, sort of level under your coaching badges and you are you
0: doing your coaching badges yeah. well? they actually bring you through that yeah. to win properly Everyone i'll tell you i whinge enough um, <laughs> anyway listen my point about eugene mcgee do i get him yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. yeah just petty answer that's what it was Anyway, listen, thanks for listening to us. This is the Dugout Podcast, and take care. I'm going to talk soon. Bye. Bye.